Welcome to the Wasatch Report. This is episode number 83. I'm Suzanne Sherman. Jeff Johnson and I had a whole list of stuff we were going to talk about, but uh, things kind of went crazy last night and the FBI decided to raid former President Trump's home, Mar-a-Lago in Florida. We'll be talking about that. Will this backfire? Will this cause a swelling of support for Donald Trump? And uh, if it does, do we even want him back again? We're going to cover both sides. Again, we're nonpartisan here. We call balls and strikes. Jeff, I saw somebody post the other day that Donald Trump was right about everything. When you say that your favorite politician is right about everything, you lose credibility with me because that tells me that you lack objectivity. And of course, Jeff, from the different pundits, depending on what side they're on, they're going to either be cheering this on or they're going to be blasting it. But what we want to do is have a really... um a candid discussion about why they did this, what what they're intending to do, and the pros and cons of whether or not this will help them. And, and again, do we want them back? But before we get rolling, I do want to remind you, you can find our, both of our shows, the Wasatch Report, as well as the Red Hot Chili Prepper podcast, if you want to learn more about preparedness and self-reliance. And given what's going down these days, folks, trust me, you do. So do check out that show if you haven't yet Links to both of them are on my website, SuzanneCSherman.com. You can also find links directly that will take you right through my Amazon affiliate links to Federalism, How Decentralization Can Save America, my Red Hot Chili Prepper Survival Series. The first book is Food Preservation Strategies and in Doomsday Dining, Recipes from Camp Apocalypse. I tell you how to utilize your food storage, emergency food storage pantry in a manner that will keep your family happy, thrive, don't survive during difficult times. You can also find a link to the Lost Frontier Handbook, Learn the Ways of the Pioneers. It is your ultimate guide to self-reliance. Finally, if you weren't want to learn how to preserve food for up to 25 years, check out my partner's page and look for the link for Harvest Right Freeze Dryers. That's an affiliate link. And if you do get one through that link, I will be happy to give you support and help you out with that. So, Jeff, we had other stuff planned that we wanted to talk about. We'll do another show about this later. I recently was invited to attend a focus group for some candidates, some some hopeful council members in Summit County, whom I uh, affectionately refer to as the Summit County Sandinistas. So I rearranged my schedule and I got myself down there. And I tell you what, I was a turd in the punch bowl. And I bet I, I ended up leaving early. And I'm sure there were some tremendous sighs of relief when they saw my tailgates leave the leave the driveway. But we're putting off that show to talk about this developing news. Jeff, I heard about this last night. I was on my way back home from the gym when I was working out and I'm starting to get these texts. And then I see these notifications for Facebook. And I thought, what the heck is going on? Can't I just leave for an hour? And then we see that uh, Donald Trump's home, Mar-a-Lago in Florida, was raided by the FBI. What were your thoughts when you first heard about that? Historically speaking, when a president exits office, they ride off into the sunset and they're forgotten. And something like this has never happened, even under Bill Clinton, all the scandals and stuff that went on with him. Once he left office, George W. Bush let him go and it was over. He was a has-been president that has no real bearing on anything that's going on anymore. And that's the way it has always been. Now, let's look at some other countries, Venezuela, Cuba, and other places like that, where when uh, political opposition is found, uh, what do they do? They send their secret police there to raid these uh, people's houses and raid their uh, homes and disrupt them because 
they are third world banana republics. And that's what they do in those republics. So my first thought was the republic is dead and long live the banana republic. You know, I, I first started saying that when I was I was actually traveling. Do you remember when James Comey went and gave that whole speech listing? And this is going to come back in our conversation, listing the egregious crimes of Hillary Clinton. And I'm going to tie that in again to the stories and the excuses they had for raiding his private residence here. And after as he's listing all of these offenses, he's in the FBI. Okay, now we need to turn this over to the DOJ to decide whether or not they're going to prosecute. It was his job to simply say this is the result of our investigation. And you hear this all laid out systematically, eloquently. And you're thinking, man, Hillary Clinton, the head of the Clinton crime syndicate, is finally going to get her comeuppance. And then after he lists all these, it's a it's open and shut. It's and when I say open and shut, based on what he said, clearly, we know in this country that you are innocent and proven until proven guilty. <clears throat> cough, cough. So anyway, he says, however, under these circumstances, it would be unfair to prosecute Hillary Clinton. A couple weeks later, I came back home to my, my home in, in Utah, and we had the Summit County Fair. They had their flag. They said, here's our local hero who died in a war overseas. Please stand for the national anthem. I didn't get up. I used to. I used to. I've never stood for that, the national hymn again, because this whole thing is an absolute farce. And I know that ruffles some people's feathers. But Jeff, I think the good thing about this raid is the people that think all you have to do is vote Republican and everything's going to be okay. Just came across a post like that today that, you know what? It's not going to be okay because this is systemic in this this corruption, this favoritism. So let's go now to the article. I found one on Yahoo because if I go to Fox or Breitbart or something like that, you know, everybody's going to say, well, we're just biased here. But what they're saying here is that the circumstances of the raid were unclear, but the Justice Department has been ramping up its investigation into January 6, 2021. They call the attack on the U.S. Capitol. We've already covered that and his efforts to remain in power after he lost the 2020 presidential election to Joe Biden. Let me go back, Jeff. You know, we did our show, we covered the election night, and we decided to call the show Electile Dysfunction. And as you pointed out before, he was a clear winner when we called it, and we went to bed for the evening, and we woke up, and lo and behold. But as we started seeing little bits of trouble brewing, Already, I, I think this was planned because we saw the message that was going out. It's count the votes, count the votes, count the votes. It became a mantra. But what we're not understanding is analyze the votes. We had mail-in ballots across the board. We, we've already covered that several states, again, went against their legislative regulations that were that were enacted by their duly elected legislative officials violated those. And now all of a sudden we have these three key states where all of a sudden Trump lost in those. The media's analogy of this was he's trying to overturn the election. Who knows if he was or not? But I know, Jeff, people like us have been saying, we just want to have confidence in this election. But the other point I made is, how can you have confidence in the election of officials in a government that is inherently corrupt and rotten to the core. Thoughts, Jeff? 
state laws in many states, including Pennsylvania, where I am at right now, closed at 9 p.m. election night. Clearly, at 9 p.m. on election night, Trump won Pennsylvania. It's a no-brainer. It took them until Friday to accumulate enough votes to install the regime, the Biden regime, on Friday. In clear contradiction to PA state law, they continued the election until Friday. I have no confidence in our elections, and, and we named it properly electile dysfunction. It was a textbook third world banana republic election. We were just like Venezuela or Cuba or any other of these South American dictators that do whatever it takes to win their election. Now, did I care? No, I did not vote because if you read any of my posts about voting, you know that I call it the illusion of choice and the government pretends to let you choose your next slave master. So I have no desire to vote for these people. I have no desire to have any of them as my elected official because all they're going to do is do what they do best, go there and make a lot of money doing the bidding of these big corporations keeping us in these wars so Raytheon and Boeing and all these other corporations can make billions and trillions of dollars. And and where does that money come from? From stealing from us or inflating the money and stealing from us again. Absolutely. And, you know, I've always said, and you and I agree on this, Jeff, if Donald Trump had been reelected under the same circumstances, we would have said the same thing. But I would bet there are a lot of air quote conservatives out there would have, who would have said the same that the people that the Democrats were saying. OK, OK, our guy won. Call it. Call it. Don't question this. Don't question that so much of these these results were changed as a result of the mail in ballots. And you know what? Trump's policy of allowing this whole covid pandemic mania, uh, it bit him in the ass. So it's really hard to feel sorry for him because he could have put a stop to this. He could have refused to buy into all this. Instead, he turned Operation Warp Speed on us. He signed the CARE Act, which kicked into gear the inflationary symptoms that we're seeing right now. And I had said all along, remember back when Al Franken won in Minnesota, guy from Saturday Night Freaking Live, he wins because the same situation happened. Well, the election was called. He didn't win. Oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We found a bag of ballots in the trunk of a car. How cool is that? Boom, Al Franken's the winner. And I told myself, this is a winning strategy. And sure enough, they pulled it out and they used it in 2020. Again, if Trump had said the same, had won under these circumstances, we would have said the same thing. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you didn't cut me off, but I, I want to touch on this as well. People on the right, the GOPers, have been sitting back and saying, oh, it's going to be a landslide on the 2022 uh, midterm elections. We're going to wipe them out and we're going to win. Al Franken. It's very, it's <laughs> very interesting now that you're starting to see these polls get, uh, tighten up. Are they tightening up? Probably not. But they're tightening up. The mainstream media is tightening up these polls now so that when they can pull 2020 again and they find all these votes because you know that's coming there's going to be mail-in ballot going to come uh this monkey pox thing is going to come back to bite us in the ass oops sorry in the behind 
Um, I already said the A word. Okay. It's going to come back to bite us again. And we're going to see the same thing all over again. And what are we, what are we going to do this time? Do we didn't do anything last time. We're going to do something this time. Come on, folks. It, it doesn't take much to see that decentralization is the only answer at this point. And if, if you can't get on board with that now, well, it's going to be a tough ride ahead for us because they're not going to lose an election ever again. Well, and here's the other thing, too, and I'm, I'm going to address this more on another show when I talk about the focus group from Summit County. But this ties directly into the, the mail-in ballots. They asked, who would I be voting for in Summit County? I said, first of all, I won't be. And you could see, oh, well, that was a waste of time to have her here. But I said, first of all, it won't be because nobody here is even entertaining the idea of scaling back government. Uh, again, more on that another one. But the other thing that is directly tied in today's, today's conversation was we have the only option of voting in Summit County is through mail-in ballots. You don't have the machines anymore. It's all mail-in ballots. I said they have them in front of the grocery stores with the big sign that say, air quote, secure ballot drop-off station. And I said, you know what? I have no doubt that those ballot boxes are supposedly secure in, in as far as it goes that nobody can steal them or steal the box. But how confident can we be in the actual ballots and the legitimacy of the ballots inside them? Nobody wants to address that issue. So I'm not going to bother voting in Summit County because it's not who you vote for doesn't matter. Who's counting the votes is what matters. And they're going to decide whether or not your vote's going to count. So I gave them that little that little truth bomb. Let me go to this yeah. article. I'm and, thank you for, and thank you for uh, proving my point about voting is the illusion of choice. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. is an illusion. Yep, absolutely. And like I said, Al Franken, it was an ingenious strategy. And that is the one that is going to work in favor, again, of the party that has no problem with cheating while well, the other feckless, spineless party always wants to play nice. And this is where it gets everybody. We're going to take a quick break for our friends at Anchor FM. We get back. I'm going to get back a little bit into this article about the raid itself and then do some compare and contrast. Talk about the hypocrisy. If they didn't have double standards, the left would have no standards at all. We'll be right back. And your mind then left you behind I told you the tables would turn Now don't look to me for sympathy Cause baby that bridge has been burned Don't try to explain the dead and the pain Like always your words are just hollow Welcome back to the Wasatch Report. I'm Suzanne Sherman. Jeff Johnson and I are talking about the FBI raid on Donald Trump's home in Florida, Mar-a-Lago. 
And then where we left off before, we had said that the circumstances were unclear. And the New York Times reported that the search appeared to be related to classified material Trump brought with him to Mar-a-Lago after he locked the White House. Let's talk about classified material and maybe classified materials that might be stored on unsecured servers in direct contravention to State Department policy. Hillary Clinton did exactly that. She put people at risk. Our good friend Junk Bond said people actually died as a result of that. What was her response? What did the Department of Justice do? Oh, it wouldn't be fair to prosecute her. People actually died as a result of this. But it wouldn't be fair to prosecute her. She even laughed about it when somebody said, did you wipe your server? Oh, what do you mean with the cloth? <laughs> they are laughing at us. They're not laughing with us. She knows that she's above the law. Nancy Pelosi has to weigh in and too as well and say, well, nobody's above the law. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, Nancy, let's, let's keep that in mind as the prosecution, hopefully, moves forward with your husband's arrest for suspicion of driving under the influence of alcohol. So remember, Nancy, nobody's above the law. The hypocrisy of these people, Jeff, is just absolutely mind-numbing. As long as it's the darlings of the left, they can do whatever they want. The servers with uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, them uh, selling off uh, uranium mining in the United States to Russia. Oh, my gosh. Let's see. Who else? There's so many of them, you, you can't even think of them all because it's just a, a long list of litany of them. And what happens when a, a Republican steps over a line? Most of them are prosecuted to the full extent of the law. It's a double standard. Is it a surprise? No. I, nothing surprises me about this evil and useless government any longer. We are on the cusp of the government having a new army to send at us, and the army is going to be uh, 80,000 uh, IRS agents strong, uh, armed to the teeth, and they're going to be coming out after us. Yeah. They're not out after the rich people. They don't no. need 87,000 of them for 720 uh, billionaires in the United yeah. States. We're going so. after the billionaires, but if you have over $600 in PayPal or Venmo or something like that, guess what? You're going to get a form that'll go to the IRS. Interestingly enough, I was I was actually looking at what I was going to say about the FBI. It's led by Director Christopher Wray, who was appointed by Donald Trump in 2017 after he fired James Comey. I have gone on record before. His appointments were atrocious. He not only did not empty the swamp, he filled it up and overflowed it. Go ahead. Yeah. And I someone posted that about it being a Trump appointment. That That's immaterial. Who appointed him? Because right now he works for President Biden. So Bingo. he is he is doing the bidding of his new boss. It doesn't matter who appointed him. He is going to defend his job and do what his boss tells him to do. Newsflash, folks, when they come for your guns and they send the, the guys in blue, they're going to defend their paycheck and, and obey the guys that write the check. Right. Period. And, so, again, and, then you know, and this is it's the same thing, no matter whether it's at the local police or all the way at the top with the FBI director. They're going to obey their master who is writing the check. Also, we lost, again, this is if you are playing the red team, blue team scorecard thing. We're going to keep track here a little bit. He took Jeff Sessions out of the game, who was replaced by a Democrat. 
And uh, Kamala Harris, who couldn't even garner a single percentage point in the primaries, for a while was the most important woman in the country, or I I should say political official in the country, because she broke the tie in the Senate with this disastrous, the anti-inflation, whatever that garbage is that they're passing on here. She was the deciding vote. So if you're playing red team, blue team, he took a red player out or blue player was placed in. And then that was the deciding vote on there as well. So this is what's so silly about this. And his appointments were absolutely awful. But let's also talk about Nancy Pelosi was saying that in 2017, she accused, let me find this here. In 2017, this is what she had to say. She said that the DOJ had a frivolous investigation on automakers who reached an agreement with California on new foolish efficiency standards. And she said that this was an an effort to weaponize law enforcement for partisan political purposes. This sham investigation must end now. And I think this was concurrent to when we had two years also of Russiagate going on, which they admitted later the FBI put forth a false report to the FISA court, which was also created by people at the behest of who? Hillary Clinton. Well, it's interesting you say this about the FBI and this Steele dossier that was fabricated by people inside our government to uh, bring Trump down. Now, it's, uh, it's interesting that I keep seeing posts about that it went to a court and by probable cause, this judge issued a warrant. Well, what probable cause? Has anyone read this warrant? I Googled it. I looked for that warrant so I could read the warrant and see what the probable cause was. I And Google it. Try to find it. See if you can come up with that warrant. I can't and because I, I believe it's probably a FISA court and it's all done in secret behind closed doors that you'll never see. It's top secret. And you'll never, ever see it ever. And so here it is. They've already manufactured enough evidence to get their warrant. Do you think that they will stop there and not manufacture evidence to convict them? Well, the funny thing is, too, when uh, Pelosi was using that language about frivolous persecution here, frivolous investigations, she was saying, oh, I don't know what it was about. I just heard there was chatter about documents, chatter about documents. To me, that sounds like the definition of frivolous. It's interesting, too, because so often you see these law enforcement entities going in and doing a search, violating your your rights under one pretense when really they're doing something else. And a personal memory, this comes into mind. I was in middle school and I'll never forget this. I mean, I lived in this small, predominantly white community in Los Altos, and all of a sudden the police showed up at the campus. We were all taken out of our classrooms and told we had to stand in front of our school lockers. And then we had to, at their request, open them up so they could look through. And I said, why are you doing this? And everybody that opened their locker, they take everything out, look through it. Stuff was on the floor. I said, what are you doing? Oh, we're looking for library books. Hmm. You have to check library books out. Why don't you just find out who has the overdue books and then go to that person's locker and say, hey, can you please check out this book? Ask them for them back first. But what they were really trying to do, they were searching for drugs. Obviously, I'm not saying that middle schoolers should have drugs on campus, but this is just another example of, well, this is what we really, this is what we're saying we're doing, but we're really doing something else. 
So let's turn our attention now to the matter at hand is what are they really trying to do? What are they really trying to do? My One of my guesses, Jeff, is that they're trying to intimidate Donald Trump into not running in 2024. And if not him, because I don't think he would be intimidated by something like this. I think this is intended to intimidate anybody that's willing to work with him in that regard. I think that's what this is about. Again, I go back to my Venezuela and Cuba uh, ex- explanation because this is exactly what these tin pot dictators in these third world banana republics do. They intimidate everyone on the opposition. They make everyone on the opposition think twice about actually opposing them because if they oppose them, they can send in the national police, FBI and national police. They can send in the national police to do whatever they want. And in most of these places, you know, most of these people aren't armed in these third world countries, i.e. look at the assault weapons ban and all these other gun control measures coming down the line, because once they disarm us, then the national police can do whatever they want to us. We have no guns to defend ourselves from these thugs. And this 87,000 men strong IRS agents that are going to be coming out door to door. I remember the FBI was entirely silent during the summer of rage. We've had uh, the Baltimore mayor was saying that these people that were destroying property, hurting people and the Antifa types, they need space to destroy. That's that's okay. But then the FBI goes and and I would say they had many agent provocateurs in uh, the Capitol on January 6th. And I think they had a lot to do with what was going in. Nobody answered the question that AOC was asking, why were the Capitol Police opening the doors and letting these people in? She sure she got shut down pretty quick. There were never any answers to that, were they? Who got to her and shut her up? That's interesting as well. We'll be right back. And at the end of the show, we're going to talk about in the next segment. Let's just say that this does work in Trump's best interests and and to and to his benefit. And there's a huge swelling of support for him. And he is elected. What changes do you think he'll make? I was sorely disappointed by his decisions in the appointments in his first term. First of two, well, that remains to be seen. But we'll get more into that when we get back from our break. First, we want to just let you know a little bit about our musical sponsors, Roxanne. Music for this program has been brought to you by Roxanne, courtesy of Rat Pack Records. Radio Silence is the album and is available on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, RatPackRecordsAmerica.com, and RoxanneBand.com. Tonight, open our eyes. 
is tonight But we won't Cause we don't really want to So we'll stand So Jeff, I heard recently from a good friend uh, of ours, Alan Mosley, who's been on with us and I've been on his show before. He wrote an article. He said, I, I've got an article I've, pu- I've got out and the Libertarian Institute is about to publish it. And it's a list of reasons of why I won't vote for Donald Trump in 2024. And I said, I bet your list is similar to mine. And it was exactly the same. Now, for those of you of the mentality that Donald Trump got everything right, again, I'm going to ask you to take some of these points that, that Alan's making. I'm not going to read the whole article here, but just give you some some points here and see if you would ignore these or do you think that this would be acceptable? What he was saying, Trump and his allies had planned to overhaul government and fired thousands of government employees should he win the re-election. And again, we already addressed his promises to drain the swamp. He made horrible appointments. We saw, what was it, John Bolton, Nikki Haley, Mitch McConnell's wife. Why would he appoint her when Mitch was a never-Trumper? Again, he's trying to seek political favor. And did you want to add something to that? Yeah, Pompeo. Pompeo, yep, getting to that too. I mean, and then again, pulled out Jeff Sessions, who, by the way, completely abandoned him and turned to the wolves at Russiagate. You never saw Sessions stand up for him at all. And then we saw Robert Barr, who was absolutely horrible. Again, you can read about him as well as Brett Kavanaugh in my book, Federalism, How Decentralization Can Save America. And the other point on that is also, you know, this wouldn't be possible if we were decentralized. All of this is so unnecessary. And as he does mention here, he brought in, again, John Bolton as a national security advisor. And then also, let's see who we, well, we mentioned all those, but like he also said, not only does Bolton flippantly admit to interfering in sovereign nations across the globe, again, everybody complained about Russia interfering in our elections, more of the hypocrisy, right? We have our own brought right back in John Bolton admitting that this is what the U.S. does. So again, Mike Pompeo, Donald Trump's secretary of state. Neff said about him uh, last week, Pompeo suggested a buddy cop duel with Nancy Pelosi in regards to her uh, Taiwan junket political stunt. So he's gone, but not forgotten. Here's what Pompeo said. And Alan puts this in the article. Nancy, I'll go with you. I'm banned from China, but not from freedom loving Taiwan. See you there. Nancy Pelosi also just said that China, China, China is the freest democracy around. Clearly, she's trying to walk back what she did to annoy them. It's very interesting that you're talking about Taiwan. There was a U.S. senator, I, and I can't remember which one it was that posted it, but uh, she said that it is inappropriate for China to be dictating our foreign policy. And I, so I tweeted right back at her and said, oh, yeah, that's America's job. We dictate everyone else's foreign policy. Oh, and they're totally dictating Hollywood. They're t- they're dictating the content of the the movies. Remember, uh, the, for instance, Red Dawn, the first Red Dawn. Who was the enemy? China. This time it was North Korea. So again, Trump supported the lockdowns. We mentioned that before. Operation Warp Speed, the CARE Act, and he criticized state governors who felt that they opened up too quickly. From he gave Dinesh D'Souza, he got a pardon, but there were no pardons for Ross Ulbricht. Julian Assange, 
or Edward Snowden, who helped expose the crimes of the American empire and the deep state that Trump was presumably elected to combat. So great, great stuff here. Check this out. It's called, it's at the libertarianinstitute.org. Why I won't vote for Donald Trump? Hats off to Alan Mosley for that. And also, Jeff, there was more about that too. Remember right when he was in office, when I was on our old network, 56 Tomahawk missiles into Syria, he had four years to get us out of Afghanistan. And then he stands up and criticized that uh, Biden botched the job. He had four years to do it. Sit down and shut up. So, uh, you know, I guess people can say, are we worse off since he left office? Absolutely. Is that a reason to uh, reelect him again? Not for me. Go ahead. I, I just want to correct something because I'm sure there's somebody out there that is a Red Dawn aficionado. Uh, it was the Cubans that parachuted into that little Colorado's town because it was a Cuban that was leading the troops, if you remember. But they were assisted by our good friends in Russia. Okay. So I just want to make sure that we get this right because uh, I'm sure that there'll be people that say, oh, no, it wasn't China. My bad. Okay, here's what I here's why I have the China reference. Who was the actor that played that guy that parachuted down? And um, he mentioned how many Chinese there were. There were uh, like a couple hundred thousand. I, it was like 25 years ago. I saw that movie. Yeah. But the inference was that they got blown to bits. So that was probably by the Russians. So my bad. Sorry, folks. Yeah, I don't. That's OK. Yeah, it's OK. But I just don't want people to get upset with us because, you know, yeah, you know, you know, ruining a 1980s super film. I mean, yeah, I forgot. yeah, it was the Cubans and Russia, I suppose. Yeah. Why did I think China? But the interesting thing is, who is more of our enemy today, China or North Korea? And I would absolutely have to say China, but they would absolutely never put China as the enemy there. So, again, this is not the place to come for movie reviews. Yeah. But every, um, once in a while we, every once in a while we come up with a good movie review. But, you know, it's just... You know, you know, that was a 1980-ish uh, film, and that's a few years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, this this administration has been such a dumpster fire, and they've been so tone deaf to the suffering of the American people. They have doubled down with horrible economic policy, doubled down with now inflationary policy that's going to be even worse. And they are so tone deaf to the pain that everybody's going through. Again, you mentioned this earlier, 87,000 new IRS workers. This is what's going to help us out. So you've said it before. I've said it before, too, Jeff. This government is at war with the American people. And people think that if they just vote Republican, they're going to be OK. A Republican is what took us off of the gold standard, folks. That was Richard Nixon, a Republican. He's known for Watergate, but he's not known for one of the greatest crimes against humanity is the entire world, and we did a show about this, agreed to have the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency because it was backed by gold. He screwed the whole world and every one of us by taking it off, freeing up the United States government to simply print money for projects that wouldn't be passed by Congress anyway, that nobody would support, and then we still have to pay for it from our dollar losing its purchasing power. They have this anti-inflation bill that they're uh, now it's going to be signed. I believe the Senate oh, yeah. passed it now. The House, it probably has to be reconciled with the House one, and it'll be quickly reconciled and go to Biden. And they're going to spend another nearly trillion dollars that we don't have. And so what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to turn up the printing press again and start dumping more dollars out. Again, this is another tax. It's uh, Ron Paul called it the hidden tax, and Ron Paul was right. 
And, you, you know, it's interesting that uh, earlier in the show, you uh, said that this person said that he agreed with that Trump got everything right. Mm-hmm. You know what? As much as I agree with Dr. Ron Paul, I didn't think he got everything right. There were things he did that I don't particularly care for. Again, that's part of because he was in the swamp. He had to give up some things and take up some things just so he could get things done. It's that's that's why the swamp works. And so at times I really didn't like some of the stuff he did. But you know what? On probably 80 percent of the things, maybe 70 percent of the things, I agree with him and the Fed, you know, get rid of the fiat currency, go back to a gold standard. There's so many things that he supported that I absolutely agree with that, you know, good. I was happy with 70 percent with him. Yeah. So. Uh, moving forward, folks, we're going to focus on ways to just kind of keep your head down, stay out of trouble, because I don't see any of this changing at all. It's kind of why I'm moving in the mountains. You know, if if things work out, fantastic. If they don't, I've got a place where I can forage. I've got game. I've got water here. Uh, please check out the Red Hot Chili Prepper podcast so you can learn how to be prepared and self-reliant and be ungovernable. Jeff, final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Yeah, I want to challenge everyone right now to start thinking that when November rolls around and we see the same thing that happened in 2020 and we see that the House and the Senate stay with the Democrats or they extend their margin, I'm asking you right now, what are you planning to do? You're going to go to the courts again? The courts were so helpful in this last election. Uh, I'm sure they'll be helpful this time, though, right? They'll do it this time for sure. So I am challenging you all out there right now to start thinking, what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to work inside this failed system or are you going to start looking outside the box and look at decentralization? What magnificent occurrences took place when we, air quotes, the Republicans, I'm, you know, I don't like to associate and put myself in that category. But when, you know, if we're going to play red team, blue team, I would pick the, the red team if I have to be on one. So let's say we. So what what magnificent things happened that were so beneficial to us when we had both houses? and the White House. So think about that. Didn't stop us from the whole, everything that was rained down upon us, the two years of Russiagate. We had the CARES Act, and then we had the wars didn't stop, the lobbying of the missiles into Syria, and the conservatives cheered that on. I mean, that's what they want. But then again, the CARE Act, the inflation, and by setting up this, quote, national emergency, where we had now the excuse to have the mail-in ballots, because heaven forbid, We can't have people getting within six feet of each other and spreading a cold because we have a goal. We have a goal. This man, as Nancy Pelosi said, will never set foot into the White House again after he is uh, after he loses that election. They planned this. It was done on purpose. Our opinion. Try and prove otherwise. I want to thank you for listening to the Wasatch Report. I'm Suzanne Sherman, Jeff Johnson. Thank you so much for joining me again today. 